CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Folks, we're teetering on what could be an economic meltdown, threatening to wash away our savings and retirement. Inflation has surged to levels unseen in 40 years. Gold is the smartest and most responsible investment you can make for you and your family in times like these. A safe haven asset that protects your purchasing power and your wallet from inflation. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust only the best. My friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-6484. 84LOU and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlou.com or call 844-648-4LOU. Hello everybody, I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to the Great America Show. Thanks for being with us. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell stepping down in November. McConnell made the announcement on the Senate floor yesterday. This is the time for conservatives to get a hold of their senators and tell them to replace McConnell with an America First leader who will work with President Trump, not against him. And elsewhere on Capitol Hill, Hunter Biden testified yesterday before the Joint House Oversight and Judiciary Committee hearing. It didn't take long before he perjured himself. In his opening statement, he said this, quote, I am here today to provide the committees with the one uncontestable fact that should end the false premise of this inquiry. I did not involve my father in my business, not while I was a practicing lawyer, not in my investments or transactions, domestic or international, not as a board member and not as an artist, never. End quote. That statement directly contradicts almost all of the evidence and witness testimony that we've heard so far in the Biden impeachment inquiry. Here's Congressman Dan Golden of New York. He seems to be the latest Marxy Dem lackey for the Biden crime family. Get this. Golden says the Republicans bringing Hunter in for a deposition is nothing more than the Republicans working for Putin and the Russians. That's right. Working for Putin and the Russians. The Marxist Dems don't have Trump derangement, folks. They have demonic derangement. They lie, and then they lie some more. Here's Golden. So it is not simply there's no connection to the president, which we've known all along and which was made clear again, but there is a very understandable, coherent business explanation for every single thing that they asked for. And now that all of this China stuff or Romania or Kazakhstan is clearly, clearly baseless and bogus. The only thing that the Republicans have left 
are these Burisma allegations, which we now know were completely made up by their source, who's now been indicted because he was working with Russian intelligence to interfere in our election. And so let's be very clear. Because that is the only basis to move forward with an impeachment inquiry, if this impeachment inquiry continues, then Chairman Comer and Chairman Jordan are working with Russia to interfere in the November 2024 election on behalf of Vladimir Putin in for the benefit of Donald Trump. That is what this has been reduced to now, and that is what this first hour showed us. Can you believe that? While Golden is clearly delusional, Chairman Comer had a far different stance on just how the deposition went. Uh, deposition still ongoing. I have a bill on the House floor. I'm going to run across the street. Uh, Republicans are, are still uh, currently asking questions. But uh, I think this was a great deposition for us. Uh, it proved several bits of our evidence uh, that we've been uh, conducting throughout this investigation. Uh, but there are also some contradictory statements that I think need further review. Uh, so this impeachment inquiry will now go to the next phase, which will be a public hearing. And that's something that I think uh, everyone in the media has been uh, asking a lot of questions about, uh, something that I know that uh, Mr. Biden and his attorney both demanded. Uh, just as I said, uh, when we said we were going to do the deposition first, we will have a public hearing next. So I think that the public hearing hopefully will clear up some discrepancies uh, between some of the statements that were made between some of the associates and what we heard today. But all in all, I'm very optimistic, uh, very excited about this deposition, uh, and I look forward to releasing the transcripts as soon as both sides agree to that. Hopefully that'll be within the next two or three days. Chairman Comer has been nothing but transparent throughout this whole investigation, and he's certainly the right man to lead the impeachment inquiry. Our guest today is Congressman Tim Burchett, member of the House Oversight Committee. And Congressman, it's always good to talk with you. Chuck Schumer, the Senate Majority Leader, saying negotiators are very close to a deal. Are you excited? What are your thoughts? Well, I don't know, Lou. Uh, you know, we don't have a border, then I'm not voting for a budget. I'll tell you that. We've got, this is the biggest issue facing our country right now, and it's it's fentanyl. It's four hundred billion dollars a year. It's uh, it's throwing elections because people are going to use these mail-in ballots. I'm afraid that are coming here illegally because you don't show any ID, and uh, I've, and and it and it puts our national security at risk with all these Chinese that are coming over. They're not crossing two or three continents for freedom. They could have stayed somewhere else. There's something really bad and nefarious going on. Um, and I wish, I wish uh, the White House and Schumer would would realize that. Well, it's uh, pretty clear that uh, with that private meeting between Speaker Johnson and uh, President Biden, that something may uh, unfold here that that's going to be uh, at least uh, revelatory, if not uh, if not pleasing. Uh, what are your thoughts about what the likely outcome is of these negotiations, particularly on the budget? I think I just don't have a lot of faith in, in what's going on. They always come out and say, we've come to this agreement. Well, I haven't come to an agreement. You know, I, That's great that they can do that and the people that will follow in line. But I, I'm, I'm still very, I'm, I'm optimistic. I really am. I think Speaker Johnson wants to do the right thing. He's 
he's got a one-person majority or maybe not even that. He has to be careful when he goes to the floor that the Democrats aren't in the majority and can take over. So uh, it's a real it's a real chess game right now, what's going on. And and we, um, we as you know, we generally play checkers, and the other side always plays chess. So hopefully we've, we've upped our game. Um, I would hope, though, that the president understands the dire consequences of this border situation and that, you know, the little girl getting murdered over in Georgia. I mean, that's just you multiply that across the country. You can't run into anybody who hasn't had a family member or or knows someone who's been impacted by fentanyl that's come over our southern border. And they just can't hide it anymore, Lou. They can't hide it in the and the national media can't hide it for them anymore. The American public sees it. And that's why. That's why Biden went to the border, and that's why. So my hope is is that we pull the rabbit out of our hat and we'll get a, a real border deal on this thing. Yeah, and pessimism about that possibility runs high. And uh, Biden on the border, uh, one part of Texas, and uh, and the president in Eagles Pass. Uh, Texas, where he'll be, you know, there with these all of these state authorities, the National Guard, uh, everyone there, uh, and the head of the Border Patrol Union, uh, who won't have anything to do with Joe Biden, interestingly enough, uh, despite going along with that crazy border bill that Mitch McConnell put in front of everybody. But here we are, and we are watching a, a remarkable development, I think, and that is that Matt uh, Rosendale is under attack by the by the left. Uh, former Senator Heidi Heitkamp uh, accused making all sorts of salacious claims on a podcast. We've got a, a, a campaign that's underway against the Republicans uh, running from probably the White House. Uh, this is going to be a tough, tough battle. And I think the gloves are coming off. McConnell resigning uh, effective in November. Uh, I think the country is cheering that. But uh, the Republicans, it's going to be very important what they do. What do you expect? I expect 20 million Americans that decided to stay home last time before a mean tweet get off their butts and do what's right for this country. And, um, you know, I always remember a prayer my dad made on the night Bill Clinton won. Daddy, you didn't know my daddy, but he was a United States Marine combat veteran, Second World War, First Marine Division, invasion of Okinawa and Peleliu. He prayed. He said, Lord, please don't let us lose our country. And to me, that was very profound. And this one is for all the marbles. We will lose our country, Lou, as you and I know it. Uh, the Marxists are in control. They're openly defiant. They are openly, uh, they attack our country, our our values, our religious beliefs, everything that we hold near and dear to our heart, and they're allowed to do it. And the media is right in there with them, because anybody who stands up for their children, as you know, you know, our own FBI accuses parents who go after porno- pornography being being spread in their classrooms, in the public classrooms that taxpayers are paying for it. When a parent stands up to that, the FBI labels them a domestic terrorist. We right. we have lost control of the whole thing, Lou. It is not a it's not a swamp. You know, a swamp is something God created. It's a system, as I've stated many times, it's a system that filters water. It's an ecosystem. We have an open sewer right now. It all flows in and nothing flows out. And if we don't, 
if we do not address this at the polls this time, we will lose our country. Without a question. This is the existential election that uh, we have all been fearing and uh, which is arriving in uh, some eight months. I want to go to the issue of Matt Rosendale. Your thoughts about the comments that were made, the the slurs uh, against him by a former Democratic senator. Uh, you're thinking about about that. Well, it, to me, it, it's the old double standard. Just say it was true. And, and I mean, look, we've got a, a, a Democrat member of Congress who Nancy Pelosi allowed to sit on intelligence committee that had a relationship with a known Chinese communist spy. And that was and that was broadcast everywhere. And the intelligence people said he should not be on there. But Pelosi kept him on. You know, it's yeah. just and, and you know, it that those kind of things, I, I, you know, it, it turns my stomach. Rosendale's a buddy of mine. And it just it just makes me sick and that, that they're allowed to get by with that. And where is the media calling her out? And you know who's doing it? It's people like yourself who got some guts who used to that when you say you worked for the media, it was back when it had a, a little bit of a class about it. You know, you verify things and and, and this bunch today sure does. And the left is allowed a free hand at it. And it's just we are under attack top to bottom, every aspect of any any and, and Rosendale's a known conservative. He and I we we right. sit close to each other on the floor and we talk every day and this is just more of the same. You know, I, yeah. I they they start these whisper campaigns and then then boom, they put it out national and there's no time for him to defend he's guilty, you know, he is guilty before anything else and and um and we've just we we we've allowed them to take over, as I've stated many times, the money changers are are running the temple right now. We're talking with Congressman Tim Burchett, and we ask you to stay with us because we'll come right back. I promise. Stay with us. Folks, you know, I beg everyone to get ready for the next crisis. And when it comes, our lives will likely change overnight, whether it's natural disaster, war or another disease. We have to be ready as we can be. We saw what happened in 2020 when we found ourselves dependent on global supply chains. We're still dependent on China and other countries for more than 90% of all our pharmaceuticals. With clusters of respiratory illnesses popping up around the world and here, we need to be prepared. And now is the time to make certain you have what your family needs when the next crisis hits. Our good friends, Dr. Peter McCullough and Dr. Drew Pinsky over at The Wellness Company have put together just what you and I need with The Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit. And now The Wellness Company's Medical Kit provides a solution critical to you and your loved ones. This emergency kit includes eight life-saving medications, including amoxicillin, z and ivermectin for you to keep on hand, along with a guidebook for safe use. From tick bites to biochemical events, every medical scenario is covered. Be prepared for whatever comes next. Go to TWC.health slash Dobbs and grab your medical emergency kit right now. Go to TWC.health slash Dobbs now. That's TWC.health slash Dobbs. Put in promo code Dobbs and save 15% at checkout. Take control of your health today with the Wellness Company's medical emergency kit. Prepare today. Be ready tomorrow. Ah. <sighs> The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. 
It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back now. We're talking with Congressman Tim Burchett. And uh, please, uh, please, uh, Congressman, give us your sense on... Uh, Mike Johnson, there are rumors that there are folks ready to move, to vacate, uh, to replace the speaker. Uh, I think that's just about all we need right now is a, a, another fight on Capitol yeah. Hill. What are, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Well, I hope that's not the case, Lou. I, you know, I study psychology, um, uh, people's psychology, not so much in the books. I studied it in college, of course. But I've I've noticed something that a lot of the folks, and I was one of the original eight that voted to oust the previous speaker. And I've noticed several of the people that you would have thought would have voted to vacate didn't that last time. And now they're kind of chomping at the bit at something because they felt like they got, they caught grief when they got home because they knew in their hearts where they should have been. And they just didn't want to step out on that ledge with us. And because um, it was a lonely, it was a lonely time sitting on that house floor with eight of us, I want to tell you. And um, and so I think that's part of it. And part of it's just dissatisfaction. But the reality is we're one when the former speaker decided to leave a year early um, after he was dethroned. That put us one vote away. So if you've got somebody who's sick, you have a death in a family, somebody who can't make it, somebody caught in traffic. Yeah, we lose key votes, and um, and that's and so it's a very it, it's very important I think right now that we have a cohesive nature, especially going into this election cycle, because uh, President Trump has stated that uh, very much how he likes Mike Johnson, and and so I would hope that that would carry some weight. But we do not I don't I do not think we need another vacate the chair right now. Yeah, I think that has to carry weight. Uh, and, you know, it carried a lot of weight when the president said that uh, McConnell's bill, uh, border bill, so-called, uh, was political suicide for the for the Republicans. That that pretty much ended that. I think everybody knows right now he's not only the presumptive nominee of the Republican Party. He is, without question, across the board, the leader of the Republican Party. And that takes me to my next question, which is Senator Schumer announcing he's stepping down in November. Now, the man has health issues. He has uh, family problems, apparently, as well. Family concerns. Uh, I should put it that way. I don't mean to imply anything else. Uh, you, you said Schumer. You meant McConnell. I'm sorry. Did I say Schumer? Thank you. you. Uh, McConnell. You, you, were wishing, thinking, you were wishing that. Uh, <laughs> yes, sir. 
I, I have no comment on that, Senator, as they say in the movies. Uh, but you're, yeah. I appreciate the correction. Uh, McConnell is, uh, you know, shoulder to shoulder with Schumer, and. I have to say, I, I, there's not going to. I don't believe there are going to be many tears when the man leaves. I think the real tears are about why is he waiting till November? Uh, your reaction? Yeah, um, I suspect it's so they can cut a deal to put somebody else in power that <laughs> that won't be quite as conservative as, as you and I would like. And that, and I, I wished he would. Um, when you know, I I hope they're not cut. They haven't already cut a deal put a moderate in as um, in that position. We need somebody strong right now. We need somebody that's going to have the back of President Trump and, frankly, somebody that can work with the House because we haven't we haven't really seen a lot of that as of late. The deal cutting and things, to me, um, were, were not very advantageous to us in the conservative cause. And um, it's just to get get along to get along kind of thing. You know, we, we take in $5 trillion, we spend $7 trillion. That's just the way we've always done it. You know that kind of mentality, and it's got to go, Luke. It's got it. We got to get. We got to get back to the basics. We got to start managing our money, managing our our borders, and um, and and not being the world's peacekeeper because that historically that has proven very um, detrimental to us and our and our financial well being. Well, we're in a peculiar place, and I ask you about McConnell uh, because I think we're going to see big changes in Washington, D.C. First of all, President Trump will be returned to, to the White House. Uh, McConnell means that there's an opportunity to put real leadership in there. My personal view is that John Thune is no way uh, fit to be the leader of anything, let alone uh, the leader of the minority or the majority of the case uh, uh, is such uh, in, in the U.S. Senate. Uh, Joni Ernst, uh, another member of leadership, hasn't even uh, endorsed President Trump, nor has McConnell. Uh, and and by the way, Thune only endorsed him a few days ago. Uh, this is a recalcitrant bunch of rhinos, and they they need to be you know to step back and step down in a way. Uh, I just can't imagine putting any one of them in there. Um, have you got any favorites in the race that that is yet to be run? No, sir. Uh, being from Tennessee, and unless it's uh, unless it's Haggerty or or Marsha Blackburn, I don't I don't. Um, I, I'm because I know once they cut that deal that we're not gonna, you know, the Uniparty will be once again in in command, and um, I I don't have a lot of I don't have a lot of hope in that, uh, faith in that system over there because it's just it's old school, it's dues paying, it's you know the G Street the K Street lobbyists, excuse me, um, they're gonna be moving and and operating. You know, inter interesting thing about McConnell. He didn't, you know, in the House, we have to pay dues. We have to raise so much money if we want to go up in, in the in the structure, which is really, I think, crooked. It's crooked as a dog's leg, as they would say in East Tennessee. Yeah. But McConnell Definitely. took on that McConnell took on that role and he raised all the money in the um um in in in, in his caucus mm -hmm. in those races, which I thought was interesting, you know, for the for the caucus uh, operation. And, and uh, that made people who switched over from the House to the Senate, they loved that. But it really what it did was it consolidated all the power within him. And so whoever has that position will have at their fingertips multi, multi-millions of dollars. Um, 
to uh, to negotiate other uh, other legislative races, just the the whole the whole agenda. So I I would hope we'd have somebody that had some conservative leanings, Lou. Because if we don't, again, this continuation of you know, well, they paid their dues, kind of thing. I I don't give a rip if they paid their dues. I want to know if they're gonna if they're gonna serve the country and their constituents, and not and not the lobbyists and not the international crowd. Right, I agree with you 100. percent We're talking with Congressman Tim Burchett, and uh, we're talking about succession in the Senate, and we're talking about success in the House. When we come back, right after these quick words, stay with us. Lou Dobbs here. I'm delighted to let you all know that the program Lou Dobbs Tonight has returned to the air. That's right. Lou Dobbs Tonight is back. We're live each and every weeknight at 7 p.m. Eastern and 6 p.m. Central on rumble.com slash Lou Dobbs. That's rumble.com slash Lou Dobbs. I hope you'll be joining us for Lou Dobbs Tonight as our fight to save this country has only begun. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. We're back with Congressman Tim Burchett. And Congressman, I I want to turn to, well, uh, a a few things. Uh, When we talk about Schumer and the negotiations of border security in Ukraine, why is it none of these these issues can be just resolved? I mean, flat out killed or flat out uh, agreed to. Uh, it's it's as if there is this uh, Chinese water torture. It just keeps coming in dribs and drabs, and uh, it's it's sickening to watch it because you know the establishment is just simply trying to wear down the the rational minority uh, on Capitol Hill and either house. Absolutely, absolutely. I you know the only people that are profiting under this situation are the um, the national chambers of commerce. I mean, they want people in this country that are illegal they can pay under the table they can they fall off your roof while they're roofing it they they can't sue you because they're afraid they'll 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 get deported it's not your local chambers of commerce but you remember a few years back when they shocked the world the the chamber of commerce endorsed i think it's either 12 or 14 of nancy pelosi's lieutenants in the house of representatives and they and they lo and behold they ended up holding on to the to the um the majority by a thin margin and it was because of that support and these folks are not out, you know, they're not out 
for commerce. They're out for themselves. It's that uniparty thing. It's these Republicans that vote like Democrats and Democrats that will 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 lean over to to, to stay in power. And that's what we're up against, Lou. I don't see it. I, that, and it, it and until America wakes up, and and two, they need to start holding us accountable. Dad, gummit. I hear people say, "Oh, he said, man, I hear you. You need to really work with such and such on these bills." And then I go read the bills, like our um, uh, what was it, the um, uh, infrastructure bill. Fifteen percent of it is what you and I would consider traditional infrastructure or less. The rest was a bunch of woke garbage programs. But because they got their little portion of it in there, they were for it. You know, you read down a 2,000 page bill, you get to page 18, it takes care of your constituents or that lobbyist you need degrees, and you stop reading and you vote for it. And that kills us. They don't want to change. They don't want single issue spending bills. They want it. They love it like it is. They love it when we pass a continued resolution because guess what? It keeps funding those crappy, awful programs that were put in under Schumer and Pelosi. And they love it when it just stays like it is. All this other fighting and stuff to me is a big diversion. It's the spending. It's the people getting rich off our tax dollars that that I think we really need to be watching. And we're not because of all this craziness going on. And, um, you know, we, we do for a little bit and then we move on. But it, it just to me, it just it it just confounds me that we don't pay better attention to those things because this border thing could be fixed. The president could do it through executive order. And just how big it is, you remember they told Trump, they told President Trump, you couldn't have $4 billion because we couldn't afford it. And then they didn't even bat an eye when they gave $114 billion to, to Ukraine. And now we've seen over 50 different instances where they've stolen that money. It's been documented. 50. I mean, how many does it take, Lou? And they and they and they're making us act like we're unpatriotic because we don't want to give Ukraine any more money. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're you know we're we're being led by fools all over the all over Capitol Hill, sixteen hundred Pennsylvania Avenue. I, I'm I'm the only place I reserve opinion on uh, on the quality of the uh, of the folks uh, is in terms of the Supreme Court. Uh, I'm I waver. But I haven't yet decided that they're just. Uh, I'm hoping they not. They're not what they most recently appeared, uh, because otherwise we're going to have even bigger troubles. I want to. I want to turn to Joe Biden. Uh, he's getting his physical, but we know that mercifully he will not have a, a cognitive test and he won't have a neurological exam. But we also know that unfortunately. If ever, ever a man needed both, uh, he's not getting it because his doctor said he just wouldn't advise it. I mean, that's sort of a metaphor for what's going on in, in Washington. Uh, there's little rationality. There's little relationship between obvious cause and effect and appearances. Uh, you know, I'm just not I'm not sure what to think when you have a man as impaired as he is and his doctor is telling him, whatever you do, don't take a cognitive test. Your your thoughts? Well, the courts even said, you know, that that, that ruling that was in the they were finding or what I'm not a lawyer, so I'm probably misspeaking. But they said, you know, he he's an older he's an older gentleman. He, he shouldn't be on. The, you know, he shouldn't be up there trying something. And I, I just think it's they're creating a, a scenario where. All this criminal activity, they're going to be able just to say, well, you know what? He was, he was, 
he's not capable of, of, of a cognitive ability, but he can still be president of the United States. It just doesn't make any sense to me, Lou. It doesn't make any sense other than the puppet masters. They've got their puppet. You know, the people yeah. in Obama's administration are still pulling those strings. And he's get you know, these 25-year-old kids come out of some northeastern liberal school and they and they're in his office whispering in his ear stuff. You know, it, that's that's who's running the country. And this and we've got a dawdling older gentleman who who needs to you know, he needs to go home and play with his grandchildren is what he needs to do. He needs to get out of he doesn't need to be anywhere near the nuclear football, I'll tell you that, or making decisions. Okay. You know Australia is even in front of us. Uh, Australia what? I said Australia is even making fun of of this this White House. I mean, it's just yeah. you know, there's it, you you name any country in the world. I, saw, I just saw with something this morning how they did some parody of of Joe Biden, and it actually looked pretty much like him. And um, you know, they're making fun of him, stumbling around, shuffling his feet, stumbling over his words, and you know, and people knock me uh, because sometimes I get tongue tied. But you know what? I'm not deciding if we go to war or not. Um, you know, theoretically, I'm not the one that's got my finger on the trigger either. And you know so, what's funny um, about that uh, is I, you're supposed to be the one deciding. The House of Representatives is the only body that can declare war, and you're the only folks who get left correct. out of just about every national security issue there is. I mean, we've got us quite a Absolutely. world and quite a government and a body politic right now. Congressman, we appreciate you spending part of your day with us as always. Uh, you're, you know, it's a uh, you're always interesting and uh, straightforward, and that's refreshing. Uh, we appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thank, thank you, Lou. It's an honor. Uh, it's just an honor of, for me and my low stature to come on with somebody of your stature. I appreciate you. Well, you know, you're the man. Let, let's not do a stature off. Let's not do a stature off. I defer <laughs> to I, I defer to the U.S. Congress every time. Thanks so much, Congressman. Yes, sir. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you, Lou. Thanks, everybody, for being with us. Be sure to join us tomorrow on The Great America Show. Our guest is House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan. And please join us for Lou Dobbs tonight, each and every weeknight on Rumble. Watch us on Twitter as well and Frank's Speech at 7 p.m. Eastern. Follow me on Twitter and True Social at Lou Dobbs and on Facebook and Instagram at Lou Dobbs Tonight. Thanks, everybody. God bless you, and may God bless America. America.